Praise the Lord. We serve a great God. Um, if you would, turn to Proverbs chapter 21. I don't know if anybody else is enjoying it. I know it's cold out and all that. If it's going to be cold out, it might as well be pretty out. God, God's doing a work with that frost. I love that. We were uh, south of Mandan a couple days ago, and there's a barbed wire fence, and the frost was like this thick on it. And it was in the trees, and the sun was setting, coming through the trees with the frost, and I... I love taking pictures of it, and I'm just thinking there's too much. I just have to try to put it in memory. And But God has a way of making things beautiful, doesn't he? Okay, Proverbs 21, verse 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. You can be seated. I want to teach this morning on that unclean mouth, unclean mouth. Now, um, I don't know if you knew this, but the mouth is full of bacteria. There's almost as many bacteria in the human mouth as there are people in the world. Six billion. Some of it's good and some of it's bad. Um, but mouths can be a bad place. They are capable of life-destroying slander. Insults and lies. And yet they can express love, affection, adoration. They can give encouragement. Um, They smile. They frown. They compliment. They curse. They are perhaps both the worst offender and the best friend at the same time. You know, we live in a country that's free speech, and we can say anything we want, but it's probably not best. I mean, we're taught that. We're, we're, we live in that type of a country, and, and uh, there isn't much teaching out there on holding our tongue. And the scripture is quite full of scriptures on the tongue and and, uh, the dangers of the tongue. Uh, 
In uh, James 3, 9 and 10, it says, therewith, therewith we bless God, even the Father, and therewith curse him, we, we men, which are made after the similitude of God. So out of the mouth comes, we bless God, and we curse men, who are made after the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings, my brethren. These things ought not to be so. They ought not to be so. The mouth can get us into trouble. How many, how many um, have ever gotten in trouble because of their mouth besides me? Now, if you don't raise your hand, you're lying. <laughs> How many times have we said something and sometimes almost immediately go, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I'm going to have to apologize. You know you're going to have to apologize as soon as it leaves your mouth. And you don't think of that when it's boiling in you and rising up and Maybe it's anger that you're, is in you and you're, it's going to come out. Sooner or later, it's coming out somehow, some way. We have this need for, and this is a part of our culture too, we have a need to express our opinion. Maybe that's just human, I'm not sure. But everything's about I mean, you know, Facebook, Twitter, they're all for us to express our opinion. And the reason we're on there and the reason we post things is because we want to be heard. We want people to acknowledge our opinions. Oh, there's a lot of scripture. I wish I... The scripture says, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. You know, how many times have um, wives and husbands gotten into trouble with words? Oh, I, I, I pray God helps me to tame my tongue. You know, the, the scripture says, the tongue no man can tame. We, can, we could try to do it on our own, but we can't. We need God's help in taming the tongue. And uh, <clears throat> things would be a lot smoother in in our lives and in this world if we could tame the tongue. Sometimes we even speak our opinion of the doctrine of Scripture and we do it because we want to be heard. 
And that's good, of course. But sometimes it's not... Let, let me just say it this way. Sometimes it can be said wrong. Sometimes it can be said where the recipient of those words feels like it's condescending or you're better than me. But sometimes that's just conviction. But we need to be really careful um, with our words. Words fitly spoken. Words that are spoken at the right time and they're the right words in, in the right place. They're like apples of gold in pictures of silver. And we all, I think everybody in here has a tongue. It's kind of, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. We all need him, church. You know, in my years of counseling, um, marriage counseling mostly. Um, I would say 90% of the issues would be solved if we could hold our tongue. If we could just not say anything. Somewhere in all of my notes here, I got scripture for that. And I'll come across it here pretty soon. <laughs> I feel like pastor, he said last week he had, he had so many notes and he couldn't get through them all. And I think of Brother Pete, when he gets a message ready, he has 50 pages of notes. It's serious. And he has to bring it down to about four pages. And that's kind of where I'm feeling right now. Um, with my notes. There's a scripture in, in Mark chapter 7. It says, And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. There is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. Typically, things come out of the heart through the mouth. And our heart is deceitfully wicked. Just think, if we could hold our tongue, if we, with God's help, could tame our tongue. You see, 
those thoughts of in the wickedness of the heart, those thoughts, with the help of the Holy Ghost, can be captured and held captive and not come out. And when husbands and wives get into it, oh, if you could just not speak. Because when you speak and you're into the fight, you will say things you wished you hadn't. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help. <laughs> Seriously. If you want relationships healed, control the tongue. We can ask God to help us. Lord, help me to say the right things at the right time. Help me to know when not to speak. Help me to know when to hold my tongue. It's happened. This has happened to me. I want to say something. I feel a check in the spirit not to say it. And then I say it anyway. Has that happened to anybody besides me? And like I said, once that happens, you regret it. Wished I would have listened to that check in the spirit. Whosoever keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue. That word keepeth means you're quiet. His, he's going to keep his soul from troubles. How many of you enjoy trouble? How many of you enjoy having a troubled soul. Well, you'll keep your soul from troubles if you can keep your tongue. That's scripture. That's not Brother Chuppy. That's, that's in the book. You know, you've heard this before. This has been said for years, but Maybe that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth. We should listen twice as much as we speak. And it's kind of like almost the opposite. We should have two, it's like we have two mouths and one ear. We're just talking 100 miles an hour and we're spewing things out. And this is fun, isn't it?
Unfortunately, the tongue does not have a mind of its own. It's subject to us. But because our nature is sinful, we have to rely on the Holy Ghost. That's why prayer is so important, staying close to God and uh, being full of the Holy Ghost helps guard our tongue. Um, <clears throat> I was reading an article when I was looking at this. I, I, my wife gave me an article actually on the, the mouth, you know, full of bacteria and, and talks about how it hurts people and such and uh, so on. And in there it gave some tips on how to help take care of the bad bacteria in your mouth. And one of them was brush your tongue. It said the tongue is like full of valleys and crevices and it says the, the bacteria can get down in there and, and pretty much hide and cause problems. And we can let things get into our heart and, and Sometimes we probably just brush the tongue. You know, that bacteria can get down in there and it can hide and it can flourish. The other one I found really interesting to help fight the bacteria is drink water. Drink the Holy Ghost. Have plenty of fluid in the spiritual mouth, will help control the bad bacteria. What's that saying? It kind of goes like sticks and stones. How's that go? Words will never what? Hurt me? What a lie. <laughs> what a lie. We can say that all we want, but her words hurt. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Words hurt. And we can hurt one another with our words. Husbands and wives, you can hurt your partner with words. You can hurt people with words. Oh God, help us. Help us, O oh God. Let our words be pleasing to you. You know, sometimes pride comes out of the mouth. We, uh, we need to brag about ourselves or something that we did and um, Proverbs says, let another man praise thee. 
and not thine own mouth. <laughs> A stranger and not thine own lips. In other words, let someone else praise you. You don't need to do that. A fool's lips enter into contention. It's almost like they're looking for a fight. They're looking for hurt. We don't want to be that way. The church doesn't want to be that Our, our words should be healing, encouraging. People should want to be like the church. A fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are a snare of his soul. There's a lot on words. There's a lot on the tongue. Righteous lips are a delight of kings and they love him that speaketh right. Speak righteousness. Speak good things. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. How many have knowledge? I mean, we all have some knowledge, right? Right? You, you feel like you're being set up, right? <laughs> you are. Because <laughs> the scripture says, uh, he that hath knowledge spareth his words. In other words, you know, he doesn't talk a lot. <coughs> a soft answer turneth away wrath. You know, it's how we speak. A, a soft answer turns away wrath. I mean, I, I mean, I've experienced this. You know, where I could I could respond in anger, or I can respond with a soft answer, and you can actually tell the difference. I mean, you can feel the difference when you respond with a soft answer. But as soon as you are and it continues on. It talks about um, grievous words. Um, as soon as we speak grievous words, defenses rise. And people become, it's kind of like they come to your level. So if you speak soft words, you're going to get a soft reply typically. But if you speak grievous words, you'll get grievous words back. 
Our tongue is so important. Out of our mouth come the issues of life. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. I'm giving this to you. I mean, I was weeping over this when I was studying for it. Oh God, help me. Help me to be full of your spirit. Help me to use a soft answer. Help me to be kind and compassionate. Help me to be loving. This is interesting. Proverbs 15:23 A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth. Huh. A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth and the word spoken in due season how good it is. Back to that Proverbs 15 and 1, you know, it said, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous, grievous words stir up anger. Thankfully, the scripture says, you know, that we're not to go to lay our head down for the night with anger on our heart. You know, we should we should reset. So so we don't wake up angry. <laughs> Have you ever woke up angry? I'll be honest, I have. The tongue of the just is as choice silver. That puts a value on a, a just words and just speaking. And, um, 
But it says, the heart of the wicked is of little worth. There's no value in it. The mouth of the just bringeth forth wisdom. But the forward tongue shall be cut out. You know, the mouth of the just bringeth forth wisdom, and we can pray and ask God for wisdom. It says he'll give it liberally if we ask him for wisdom. How often do you pray for wisdom? I got so many scriptures here. You know, the, the scripture in Proverbs 6 talks about the, the seven, the six things God hates and seven are an abomination unto him. And one of those is speaking lies. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way. And the forward mouth do I hate. You know, we can, how we react to things that are said to us. You can change circumstances really easily by reacting in the right way. If something is said harshly to you, don't send back harshness. A soft answer turns away wrath. And so, you know, it's kind of like my, my wife was good at, um, we had a neighbor down on South 17th that was pretty cantankerous, and when he would uh, get out of line, my wife would bake him a pie. We could do the same thing with our words. Bake him a pie. Say good things. Ask God for wisdom. How, you know, how, how should I respond to this, Lord? But I want to, uh, you know, what, what time is it here? 
I want to close by going through a chapter in Romans. Um, that tells us how, how and instructs us how to have victory over our tongue. I don't know about you, but I, I want to have victory over my tongue. I want God to be pleased. If you would, uh, let's bring up uh, Romans chapter 8. Starting with verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There it is. Let's walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. The flesh will want to get into it with people. The flesh, the tongue will want to say things it shouldn't. But the Spirit, let's follow after the Spirit because the Spirit will want to say the right things. The Spirit will want to respond in the right way. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemns sin in the flesh. Now, you know, when we, when we speak things we shouldn't, it's sinful. And Jesus came, died on the cross, so that we could have power over sin. that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That that law, that external law that didn't work, could be written on our hearts. That those things would come from within. Remember, that what defiles a man is what comes out of a man. If the in is fixed, then that what comes out is fixed. And so we can, we can have power over the tongue through the Spirit of God. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How many want life and peace? Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Oh God, help us to be following the Spirit.
but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Got the Holy Ghost? Yeah, you got the Holy Ghost that's written on your heart. Don't override it. Be led by the Spirit. And if, the, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of man that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Mortify there means to just kill. <laughs> kill the deeds of the flesh. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye are not received, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him that we may be also, also be glorified together. It's right there. It's right there. Follow after the Spirit. If we will follow after the Spirit. Oh, it's so critical. You know, the pastor started our prayer meetings in the morning. I hope you're making it. I hope you're able to come to those. There's varying opinions, but they say like roughly 30 days is the start of a new habit if you do it for 30 days. Be at prayer. Yeah, I know it's difficult. It's really difficult when you're up till three in the morning. But I'm committed. I, th I thank the Lord that I've been able to be at every prayer service. Every morning. I don't come at five, though. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Some of you can come at five if you want. More power to you, but I'll, I'll come at 7, okay? I'll take the last shift. I'll turn the lights out. I'll lock the doors if I have to. But that will help us to control the tongue. Being in prayer. You know, when we pray for people, 
It's hard to speak against them. Really, it is. I mean, if you're really sincerely praying for someone, it's really hard to speak against that person. Because you want the best for them. You're praying that they'll be saved and, or whatever the case may be. You're praying for that person to be strengthened in the Lord and so on and so forth. And, and then to speak badly of them, that makes it harder. By the way, that kind of helps us with forgiveness too. If we pray for someone... And we get sincere about it. It's hard to pray for someone and hold a grudge. Well, I got more pages than I'll get through. This is a, I think you get the drift. We need to control our tongue. What was that? The scripture? Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Oh, there was a guy in Grafton that we won to the Lord. and He'd always say that, you know, I spent most of my life trying to get it right by myself. And he says, I just couldn't do it. He said, I, ha I had to have God. And what he was saying was, I'm tired of the trouble. I'm tired of the troubles. I need God. And if you're tired of troubles and you've been having troubles, keep the tongue. Let's stand. God's good. I'm thankful for his word. It gives us direction, gives us insight, helps us in our lives. You know, if we all walk out of this place and we're able to control our tongue, it's going to be good. We're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy living for God. We're going to enjoy seeing people coming in, being filled with the Holy Ghost, living holy lives. Well, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and thank you for the direction you give us. And I, I pray that you'd help me, Lord, and help the church, God, that we would control the tongue and that we would speak words that are pleasing to you, Lord. <clears throat> God, I pray that you would help us. Uh, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. God, help us. Forgive us for the times that we've engaged in gossip and character assassination and speaking words that weren't kind or loving and, or compassionate. God, help us to be the Christians we need to be. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Lord bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.